What's going on, everybody? We are back for our weekly edition of Shoot the Shot. Thank you, Midday, for that wonderful advertisement that you just gave us there. <laughs> Have you heard it before? It's new. Is it new? Did you no. did you record a new... Damn it. Unfortunately, not yet. Maybe next week we'll come at you with a new one. Yeah, we, we did talk about that, so maybe we'll, we'll test it out. It'll probably suck, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Midday, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, you know, feeling refreshed off of a weekend and uh, just, yeah, excited to tackle it. We're getting close to Thanksgiving, so I'm excited for that. Thanksgiving is coming up. I'm excited. It's okay. Real hot take. Real hot take. Thanksgiving Uh-oh. is Uh-oh. the best holiday. You are going to say Thanksgiving is the best holiday when Arbor yeah. Day is a thing? Come on. Come on. The, when is Arbor Day? Is I don't that know. In, is that in January? Something about planting a tree. That's whatever month. <laughs> Best oh. month to plant a tree in, <laughs> probably, yeah, I'll June or July. Anyways, um, <laughs> got a weekend story for you, Midday. Okay, hit me with it. So, let me just set the scene. Mm. I went bowling on Saturday night, okay? Bowling. And bowling, yeah, this is like the first, I, I bowl like once every like five months, okay? So, like, don't <laughs> expect anything great, right? I took you bowling one time. Did you? That? You remember yeah. that, like four years ago? Yeah, that was probably the, the the last time I went. Yeah, probably. So, all right. So this bowling alley is like huge. Okay, they've got like an arcade. They've got you know obviously the bowling lanes, and then they got like a restaurant slash bar. So huge. It's kind of like a hangout spot. Like after after midnight, I guess they're open till like two a.m. So hey, um, turnt. Yeah. So we're there. Okay, and um. Once it gets a little bit later in the night, they start like throwing like an MC girl out there or something. I don't know what she was doing. She called, her, she called herself an entertainer, which made me think that she does Uh-oh. something else late at night. Uh oh. <laughs> um, but so she's like walking around talking, and they give out like they give out like oh not awards, but like gift cards or something. If you like bowl a strike, when she's like, she'll say like, "All right, first person to bowl a strike." Holler at me and like you get a you know like a twenty dollar gift card or some some shit like that. Okay. So it's like late in the night, so they're not doing the giveaways anymore. But um, we were on our fifth game. Okay, so yeah, fifth game. Yeah, we paid twenty two dollars for two hours of bowling, and they gave oh. us an extra hour. I think on accident. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it um, hush hush. We take free yeah. stuff. So, yeah, we were like, all right, well, I think they give us an extra hour, so let's just, you know, bowl as much as we can until our arm falls off. And we did because my forearms still hurt. Get um, swole. Yeah. I'm like, my right forearm is just going to be bulging out of its mind, and my left will just be like a noodle. Well, you know, high school. Yeah. Puberty. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gross. <laughs> but, uh, so... Yeah, like we're nearing the end of our night, okay, and we're on our fifth game. And at this point, we were playing two on two, so like we were combining the two scores against each other. And my team was up by like a really wide margin. I want to say like sixty pins. Oh goodness! Um, through like seven frames, and the two other guys that we were playing, they were just like, "All right, like screw this. You guys won. Here's here's fifteen dollars." Um, so I go up there, and I'm like, you know, just for the hell of it, I go up there with my my left hand. I'm like, all right. I'm going to bowl this with my left hand. And one of my buddies that I'm with just hollers out, if you 
Get a strike. Left-handed. I will give you a hundred dollars. Oh, threw it out there on the table. So the MC girl is hanging out with us. Okay. And she has the microphone and she just grabs it and just announces to the entire bowling alley. Oh my God. This is a bet going on. I'm laying 18. If you want to (laughs) watch. So she like hollers it out, whatever. And I'm like dripping sweat. Like my shirt is just like starting to stick to my body because I'm like, great. Everybody's watching me. I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, all right, what's well, my left hand? So like, who gives a shit? Right. Sure, so you I, can't control you know, it anyway. Yeah. Wind it up, throw it. And I'm like, just keep it straight. Just keep it straight. Throw it down the lane. It looks online. I'm like, oh my God, I think it has a chance. Mm. Perfectly hits, you know, like that, like off center of the pins to like oh. be able to get a strike. Oh yeah. Perfectly hits, knocks all the pins over. I just oh. turn around. Look at my buddy, and he's just like got the face of like death on him. Like he's oh just like, my God. "Are you shitting me?" <laughs> so everybody goes nuts. The MC girl starts jumping up and down, throwing throwing water balloons everywhere. Confetti comes out from the ceiling. Water balloons. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But she actually was going crazy, and then she was like, starts chanting, "Pay him," and oh um. Gosh. So then everybody else started chanting that because people were intoxicated. Did he have the cash on him? Oh, no. It was a straight Venmo transaction. Oh, I wouldn't think so with the yeah. cash. What I felt kind of bad. I honestly did. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no, no, no. We don't feel bad for winning. <laughs> yeah. So that was my that was my wonderful weekend story, though. That is amazing. I'm really happy you went through that. Yeah. I um, used to be one hell of a Wii Sports bowler in my day. <laughs> Um, mm. I would only throw the ball backwards and make everybody jump and spin twice, <laughs> twice per 10 pins. The me's the me's. Yeah. I made a me for everyone in my family. I'm not really sure why, but yeah, I used to have cheat codes for we fit, which probably why I was a little bit obese, but anyway, enough about my childhood. <laughs> a little bit obese. <laughs> We all got to have a little bit of chub to us, you know? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, baby fat. Yeah, You just Browns. held on to yours for a little bit longer. Yeah, the Browns have a chub, so. That was Man, good. Good I don't even work. know where I'm going with all these jokes. It's all right. Connecting so, things. Midday, the, uh, what do you, what do you want to talk about today? Ooh, today, today, today. Ooh, do you want to talk about Colin Kaepernick? Um, nope. Okay, me either. <laughs> so, we are going to talk about the NBA today, since um, we really haven't gotten to, and you know we are balls deep in the NBA season. Oh, like what I good. see, what I did there. I did. They shoot the shot. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to talk about a couple topics today. Uh, why don't you go ahead and start us off with the first topic? All right. So. I think this is maybe the most recent news that we have of the day, and that's Carmelo Anthony being signed back into the NBA with the Portland Trailblazers. So that's that, correct. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> what movie? Quick quiz, what movie? Uh, Billy Madison. Correct. I was really hoping you wouldn't say Happy Gilmore. No, dude, I get those all those movies confused, though. I, I really do. I know. It's like it's the same actors in all of them. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to Carmelo. So we're just going to have a little dialogue about this, I think. Yeah, go for and it. I think you might have a little bit different opinion than I do. Mm-hmm. But I think that Carmelo is actually going to help the Trailblazers in terms of – because 
I mean, they have been struggling a little bit in this early season. They've really just been a one-man show with Lillard. Even CJ uh, McCollum has not quite been uh, at his best, I wouldn't say, through these first 12 or 13 games. But I think Carmelo helps them a lot because they really don't have any kind of depth at wing this year. So at the very least, he's going to help a little bit on offense. And I actually just got an update on my phone as we record this. Breaking news, kids, that Carmelo is actually going to start tonight for Portland. Wow. So, yeah, but like I was saying, they don't have any depth. They have Kent mm-hmm. Bazemore and, like, Mario Hazonia. I mean, yeah. losing – you really underrate losing uh, Mo Harkless and, like, Aminu last year. That was a big, big losses for them. So the so, difference is, in my opinion, with Melo is, like, the Blazers, like – I mean, the Melo – like, are you short on offense? Because you've got Dame and you've got CJ, two ball-dominant players. Like, both of them can play off the ball, like, you know – Get their good compliments to each other, um, mm-hmm. because they've played together. And like Melo, I mean, is he going to come in and defend like an Aminu or like a Harkless? Not no, really. Definitely not at age thirty-five. Right. So that's why I think it's not going to work. Like, I, I think, I mean, the Blazers are probably, you know, taking they're taking a shot in the dark, which is like that's probably fine. But they are only five and nine. I mean, all all they are is. You know, four wins away from being nine and nine, and probably not actually needing him, sure. like needing to make this desperate decision, I guess, to sign him. Um, I am, like, as a basketball fan, I am kind of happy that um, he did get picked up, just because I feel like he was kind of pushed out of the league a little early. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, but I that doesn't mean that I think that it's going to work exactly. Yeah, it really depends, I think, on what your definition of working is because, I mean, even with him, I think this improves their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're kind of like middle of the pack offensively in terms of points per game right now. So, okay. like, he's he's a scorer. He's still going to be able to shoot those mid-range jumpers effectively, which I know the analytics people don't love those. A bucket's uh, as, a bucket, though. Like, uh, I, a bucket I, is a bucket. Right. Correct. And he's, he's someone who's going to know what to do coming down the stretch in these big games late. Um, he's going to be able to close out games and not panic like maybe Mario Hazonia would, which is who they're kind of giving a lot of time to. Um, he can honestly play the four now, the way the NBA works, and especially with Portland, they want to play both their, obviously, CJ and Dan, but they really like that Anthony Simons, the kid. Mm-hmm. So they like How big this, is he? He's, I mean, he's a point guard, so he's okay. only like 6'2"-ish. Okay. So, I mean, if they're going to play those three guards... They're going to need Melo to slide down and maybe they'll just go small on people like that. But I mean, even if this improves them, I still don't see them as a top five team in the West. Like I can definitely list no, five teams yeah. that are better. Like the Lakers are better. The Clippers are better. The Nuggets, the Jazz. There's just like they're not going to be the 12th seed like they probably are now. But, you know, they're right, not going to contend. This might, this might push them into the playoffs, but I think that I agree with you. I mean, <clears throat> last year was obviously – a great season. And I'm like, I mean, I'm like kind of a Blazers fan because um, I like Dame and CJ and I kind of always have. So, yeah, uh, watching them go to the Western Conference Finals last year was pretty cool. But I do think that that season might have been a little bit of an anomaly for them. Mm. Um, yeah, they shouldn't have won the second round. I yeah. think the Nuggets should have won that series. But right. And it's, it's kind of like um, I want to say like Melo in his uh 
early stages, like with the Nuggets, they they made it to what one Western Conference Finals, and like other than that, it was like a first second round exit, and that was kind of right. like where right. they stalled at. Yep. Um. So like, I mean, it definitely is going to be fun and interesting to see. I do think that he really wants to be playing basketball so he'll do anything he can to stay on a team so if that means that like hey we need you to come off the bench uh we need you to not take more than 10 shots but like here's the thing they're not signing him to not shoot because that's probably all he can do right now to help you out true he's a volume scorer he always has been that's really his value so how just question for you um so lillard and mccullum are both around 20 field goal attempts a game right now um the next highest is Whiteside at 10 and a half and he's averaging 15 a game and then simons is taking about nine shots a game and he's averaging 11 so what do you think Mello is going to get the okay to shoot a game like what do you think will be around his average and how many points do you think he's going to be getting mm, that is a difficult thing to predict um I'm interested to see how many minutes he'll get per game, first mm-hmm. of all. So obviously you gotta be on the court to take shots. He's they gonna might ease need it. <clears throat> Yeah, I think tonight they said he's gonna get uh somewhere around twenty minutes. But if he's starting, I'd imagine that means they want to play him at least twenty eight to thirty two range at his age, I'm guessing. Um he's at his most effective, like you said, when he gets shots. He mm-hmm. we're not that far removed from him scoring twenty two a night for the Knicks, and he shot a shade under 19 field goal attempts per game that year so i I think i can see him sitting around 15 shots a game yeah i was gonna say more than white side for sure Um, white side is terrible (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i think that that i mean if you can get him you know 15 shots a game and he shoots like you know mid to upper 40s which might be asking a lot but i mean if he can shoot like 47 46 percent get like 15 shots i think that'll be i mean that's what you're kind of expecting from him probably right absolutely i think he's just deserves this because he did get pushed out of the league too soon because he's now on a team the portland trailblazers with much better teammates than the last two teams he's been on and so just there's so much less pressure on this team and he deserves it because he's I mean, he's 19th all-time in scoring already right now, and he's mm-hmm. going to be a Hall of Famer. As much as people don't maybe want to agree with that, he's he's one of the best scorers in the history of the league. Yes, he Yeah, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. If Yeah. So, real quick, you said, um, you know, these are the best teammates he's had. I think you just meant, like, chemistry-wise and maybe less ego. Um, um, is that what yeah, you said? Def- you said best no, teammates, no, no, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Best, like, teammates as in being good teammates, not right. skill right. level. Sure. So that's why I I kind of have this this feeling that it might not work out because you look at his last two I mean quote unquote big threes that were formed. Um, you've got Russ, Paul George, and him, and for some reason that was just a disaster, big time. Um, which is is super. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's just super confusing because all Melo wants to do is shoot, and it's like all Russ wants to do is average 15 assists. Yeah. You would think he could just chuck it to him. Yeah. And then, uh, the Rockets obviously with Chris Paul and Harden, um, that didn't go well either. So it's like, you look at, you know, 
Chris Paul and James Harden and Russ and Paul George. And I would say those are, you know, two duos that are better than Dame and CJ. Uh, not like significantly, but you know, enough, they're enough better. Right. Oh, definitely. Uh, and it didn't work. So that's why I'm looking at this and I'm just like, all right, he's even older now. Hasn't really like been consistently playing NBA basketball. So, no, not quite. He's, he's yeah. working out in the gym a lot, though. We see a lot of those videos. Yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, let's move on to the next topic, though. Um, mm-hmm. So this, I, I've texted you this, I think, probably like a week or two ago, maybe. But um, it's looking good right now. But I think that the Boston Celtics are the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. And personally, I think that they are going to represent the East in the finals uh, coming off of a 10 game win streak. Um, they just actually lost that streak, I think to the Kings a couple nights ago. Um, so what do you, what do you think? They're currently sitting at 11 and two top of the conference. Um, they did lose Gordon Hayward, but I mean, it didn't seem like they really, I guess lost a step that much when he went out. Yeah. Um, so this is a special team. In terms of it's one of the more balanced scoring attacks. If you look at their numbers, they have basically before Gordon Hayward got out four guys that could go get you 20 a night. And then Marcus Smart's always really, really good off that bench for them uh, in a lot of ways. But yeah, I'm I'm impressed by the Celtics, but also at the same time, not surprised because I think really you cannot understate how bad Kyrie Irving was to that team. Specifically with like Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown's like development, um, both those guys are averaging twenty a night so, so far this year. So you can tell that maybe he was just just bringing the wrong kind of energy, and he was so inconsistent with his moods and all that, which is unfortunate. And then you flip to Kemba Walker, who's highly regarded in terms of being a great teammate, great locker room presence mm-hmm. um, in that veteran spot, and you could tell Kemba's just having the time of his life at this team. Um, and then Brad Stevens gets to coach and prove that he's one of the best coaches in the league without having to center around a ball dominant prima donna superstar. So yeah, I like what right. the Celtics have done, and it's it's good to see. I still think I'm still picking the Sixers to represent the East, but I think the Celtics are hands down a top three team now, and that this confirms at this start. Yeah. Um. So the Celtics, kind of like a. I mean, this is we're talking about this season, obviously, but for the future, I mean, I'm just looking at their, um, <clears throat> excuse me, their basketball reference page, but they've got nobody on their team that is over 30. Really? Yeah, they've got one guy that is 30 years old, and it's Brad Wanamaker back right here. Sure, <laughs> is someone I've never heard of. So yeah, that's good. He is 30 exactly, but then you got Kemba who's 29, Gordon Hayward who's 29, and then you got Tatum 21, Brown is 23, Smart's 25. Smart's only 25. He's still oh got acne, but he's also fit. Yeah, so it's weird. And then you got Cantor um, who's 27, and then you know these youngsters that they just brought in like Carson Edwards, um, Grant Williams, Robert Taco? Williams, Taco, Romeo Langford. Um, has he played yet? I don't think Langford's played yet. It looks like he appeared in one game, but oh, got no minutes. <laughs> not a great draft pick. Um, 
but yeah, so like they're just they're still young and still learning. And you know, as I kind of said, I think I said in the preview, like with you know Brad Stevens leading this squad, and you're you're, you're losing Kyrie, who you know he's an all star. He probably is an MVP candidate right now, but um, he is kind of got an ego. And Big he's one, kind of a baby. So Big definitely one. for chemistry. You know, this was we thought this was going to be a good thing for the Celtics, and I think that we were right. Yeah, I think all the predictions there are coming to fruition. But it is a little bit early to be anointing anybody right now. But, yeah, I'm happy about it, you know. Everybody loves when Boston and L.A. are on top of their conferences, right? That would be kind of fun. Maybe. It's only been 10 years since we saw it last, so. You're right. (laughs) Except I hated it both of those teams <laughs> yeah i was not a big fan of the paul pierce ray definitely Allen. not the celtics yeah paul Garnett. pierce thought his shit didn't stink and it was eddie house like... eddie house annoyed me to no end oh and i hated rondo too i really did original rondo for sure yeah so um let's move on uh paul george just came back from his was it a double shoulder surgery or was it just a single he no correct he had sure sh- wow sherbert he <laughs> he <laughs> sherbert had surgery surgery He's gushing out sherbert surgery on both shoulders this offseason correct and you know kind of just stepped right into it oh my um, gosh did he ever yeah so his first game dude comes in and just drops 33 in 24 minutes of play uh, nine boards, four assists. Um, but the 33 was like a big, okay. I mean, they lost, <laughs> which was okay. kind of sad because it was to the Pelicans. The Pellies, man. Don't sleep on the Pellies. Yeah. Um, but then the next game drops 37 in 20 minutes. Whew. Yeah. And they beat the uh, the Hawks by 49. That's fun. Fun game. Um, and then Go he Hawks. had... 18, uh, 18 points last night in that game. So he's averaging 29 points a game through those three, those first three games, six and a half rebounds and about four assists, uh, shooting 52% from the, from the three point line. Wow. Uh, 56% from the field and 95% from the line. What do you think about Paul George, uh, joining the Clippers and, I mean, they finally have their full team back, uh, except, you know, Kawhi is deciding when and when not to play. Whenever that load wants to be fully managed, Kawhi will play for sure. But I'm I don't know how anybody could have predicted Paul George looking this good this quick. I thought his shot would be rough and he would struggle a little bit as far as efficiency goes. Uh, You need both of your shoulders to shoot like those are important things, I would think. And if he's not all the way healthy, I wouldn't have thought he would shoot as well as he is. But that was a lot of talking to the say to say the same thing three times in a row. But anyway, Paul George looking great. Uh, his per thirty six minutes stats are sitting at forty three points, ten rebounds, <laughs> five assists. So if he somehow keeps this pace up, I don't know if there'll ever be a better season, as long as we both live. But obviously, it's not super sustainable because I think not having Kawhi be there has given him an opportunity to shoot a little bit more, but either way, incredible start. I'm happy to Mm -hmm. see it. I love good basketball, so I'm all for it. Which brings me to my, my take on this topic. 
Um, I think that, you know, all these people, first off, all these people like love Kawhi and say Kawhi is the best player in the NBA. And if I remember correctly, when LeBron sat out games to rest, he got absolutely obliterated by people because he was, oh, you're resting on your team. But but now Kawhi's doing it, and it's like the whole narrative has shifted to, wow, he's so smart because he's so he's so healthy, and um, you know he's rested for when he makes that finals run. Sure. Have you heard any of that noise? Oh, I've heard all of it, and I am annoyed now by how they're framing it as, oh, it's actually a left knee contusion. We all know he's just resting like his normal rest would be. You don't yeah. have to lie to us. You're insulting my intelligence by making me <laughs> think, oh, yeah, he's actually got an injury. No, mm-hmm. stop but, it. But my hot take is that Paul George will actually be the quote-unquote MVP for the uh, L.A. Clippers this season. Mm. And frankly, I think a lot of it has to do with this load management um, you know, topic that we just discussed. I think that, you know, he's going to be there night in and night out with this team. He's not going to be, you know, taking those days off that are kind of just like up to him. Like, Hey, you want to rest today? Yeah, sure. Not like he's going to be there to play. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, you know, I just think that he's going to have a better year than Kawhi. And I think he'll end up being the, the most valuable player on that team. Um, which I think is pretty hot considering a lot of people think Kawhi is the best player in the game right now. And a lot of people think that he, you know, is going to be a top three MVP candidate this season. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I disagree with that. It sounds like you're disagreeing. Uh, I think when people rank players in the league right now, no one has Paul George ahead of Kawhi, but I do think we were talking about it before uh, we got on the pod here, but uh, availability is a skill. And you have to be out there to help your team. And if Kawhi's not going to be out there night in, night out, then and Paul George is, then obviously Paul George is, is going to prove his value to that squad, especially because he plays both ends of the floor in addition to Kawhi. Um, when they're full strength, I don't really see how anybody's going to score on this team. But Yeah. I mean, those two and then and then Pat Beverly, like you can do anything you want defensively. Montrez. Two, six, eight guys. And yeah, and then Harold can. Harold is so valuable because he can switch onto guards and he can play the five. Mm-hmm. And then Pat Beverly is, you know, kind of like, kind of like Marcus Smart a little bit to where like he's not afraid to guard a dude in the post. Like he can yeah. do it. So, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, the Clippers, you know, Obviously, once you get Kawhi back for sure, because um, he's not going to be "quote unquote" injured anymore. Um, but they finally got Paul George back, so now it's kind of like go time, like to see what they've got, right? Yeah, definitely. This is what we all been waiting for. All we need is for Zion to get back in the league, and we'll be yes. fully ready for the NBA to take full force. Yes. So Luka Doncic has been oh. nothing short of spectacular this season, hasn't he? Though. You know, he's got the Mavs in the thick of the playoff race. They're, they're currently sitting at the five seed at um, eight and five. But, you know, Porzingis kind of still feeling things out, I think. Um, only 13 games in. Yeah. But but uh, Luke is the leader of this team, and I think it's it's obvious. And it's incredible after, you know, only a year and an offseason that he just kind of stepped into being this this wonder kid. But what do you think about Luca and his uh, current 13 game MVP campaign? He's averaging that 29 and a half 
10.7 rebounds and 9.3 assists, almost a triple-double. Yeah, so basically a 30-10-10 average for a kid yeah. who has yet to turn 21 years old. Another February birthday, as uh, I think you pointed oh, out a few weeks goodness. ago. I think I did. That's uh, exciting. Uh, quickly on the poor Zingas thing before I get into Luca, I think we're just seeing the results of someone who hasn't played in 19 months or whatever he took off. So I think he will get back into form. He's still averaging somewhere around 19 and 7. So he's not a negative out there on the floor. But that duo has yet to take – they, they haven't reached their ceiling by any means. So. Oh, no. So stay tuned for that, and that's still going to be fun. They do still feel like a piece away as far as their team is considered. Mm-hmm. I think really – I don't know if they have the contracts to do it, but if they could snag Chris Paul away from the Thunder, then we could be looking at them as another team. Going back to the mellow thing, that just pushes the Trailblazers down even more because that's another team that I wouldn't call the Trailblazers better than. Um, if they add Chris Paul or right now? If they add Chris Paul. Okay. If they had another another dynamic playmaker out there in addition to Luka. Mm. Uh, but yeah, but getting back to the Luka thing, he's – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a little – probably a hot take at you. I think he's already a top seven player in the league. Oh. And – Top seven. Yeah, I don't know if I'm overreacting, but I you just watch the kid play. He's he's taking these step back thirty footers like it's nothing. He makes incredible passes. He's, I mean, functional on defense. I know it's it's okay. Whatever. So let's play a game. I love games. Would you like to play a game? Let's do it. So I'm gonna give you an NBA player, okay, and you're going to say yay or nay. Okay. Better if, than Luca? If Luca is better than them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's start it off right at the top. Okay. In our yep. opinion, LeBron. Uh, no. LeBron's better than everybody. Okay. Kyrie. Luca's better than Kyrie already. You're upset. I can hear the upset um, in your voice. <laughs> I, I did kind of have to catch my breath because I. Okay. Um, Did you not expect that? You disagree? I I would disagree, just because. I mean, you're allowed to. I'm yeah, say you, that. you're you you are very adamant on like overreacting to people, like <laughs> Kawhi doing something for a year and Kawhi doing something for one playoffs. You were both. You were kind of like. I don't like like I need to see more. I need to see. You know what I mean. So I'm kind of taking True. your stance on this. On I need to see him do it for a season. Yeah, but my thing on Luca is he was last year. He played what seventy something games. Average twenty one. Twenty one, eight rebounds and like six assists. So I mean Kawhi mm-hmm. is averaging. Well, this year it's a little different, but in the past he was like a two assist a game guy. So that was my thing on Kawhi. But Luca, so the complete game is what you're Luka's talking about. Just Everything he does it all. It's it's okay. I'm all just right, excited. You, let's just, let's okay. do. So let's, more let's do like three more. Yeah, three more. Okay. I'm trying to give you a tough one. Embiid. So this is the one I was bringing it up. So when I said I think he's a top seven guy, we're we not talking I'll, centers. No, no, no. Like this is just oh. players in the NBA. I'm, okay. I'm take I'm taking your your point. Um, I'm I might ruin the game here, but I'll just tell you the people that I was like are definitely better than him. When I was making my quick list, mm-hmm. so I'm going like LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, Harden, Steph, uh, a healthy Kevin Durant, but right. like that doesn't really count. 
Paul George. No. <sighs> See, that's hard because Paul George is looking incredible this year too. And Paul George, I think, is a better defender maybe than Luca is. Oh, yeah. Luca is a Pillsbury Doughboy. I don't know how <laughs> he does all this when he looks as like unphysically imposing, which is yeah. not a word. But you know He's what I mean? He's not quick. Like, he, like it's it's like deceivingly like – but yeah, like he's not quick. He's like just so like, like, he, like he's a tactician. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he just looks so much like he's three plays ahead of everybody. Yeah. Like he just moves like he knew what he wanted to do before he did it and nobody else knew. Yeah. And I think this is a result of him being a professional from age That's what 16, 16. Yeah. So he's playing in these advanced basketball leagues. And granted, we've had guys from Europe that were pros before, but something about this kid, when you watch him, he's just so in control mm-hmm. and at such a young age. And it's, it's, I don't think he's going to win the MVP this year, but I don't think there's any denying that he's a legitimate candidate. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've got, I've got one more, I think, one more for sure. That this one might make you think, okay? Yeah. Damian Lillard. Mm, that does make me think. Oh gosh, that is a tough one. I think they're just right. They're they're in the same they're not so top five. So he's in five, the category of like a dame is where right, you would put him. Right. Okay. It's, it's not the top five, but it's the five to twelve range. I think like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Those players are all like interchangeable depending on who's hot at that moment. It's really hard because you bring in like Jokic and Embiid and Carl Towns, even those big guys. They just affect the game differently. Right. I have always had a tendency to prefer the guy who can handle the ball or the wing player. When oh, I'm no doubt. Players because they can just create for themselves. And I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. the limitation you see with these teams that their best player is a big man when you come down a stretch in a close game they have to go to their secondary guy a jamal murray or even um i don't even know who i can even say i can't even say better than so is he better than kemba who are we talking about luca yeah yeah you're you're taking him over kemba no matter like right now okay yeah hands down so he's in he's in like the conversation of like the guys that you would jumble around with him are kind of like Embiid, Jokic, Kyrie, Dame, um, Russ. Yeah, I think he's better than Russ now. Efficiency wise, is that what yeah. you're basically basing it on? Yeah, I think just his situation obviously is better, so that helps with numbers. But mm-hmm. if you just watch the game, Russ is a tendency to just be out of control, and Luka yeah. never feels out of control. The I think I, I heard the best. Um, description of why Russ is bad, like not bad, but like why why I don't think I would always want Russ on my team. Yeah. And it's the idea that his mindset is like constantly, I'm going 100 miles an hour into this brick wall. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's Definitely. just like he is just like you know full throttle, pedal to the floor all the time, and it's like. That's great when you're talking about a hustle player, um, you know, maybe more of like a role player, not a guy that is going to be playing like 35 to 40 minutes a night. Yeah, it's it's truly amazing he hasn't blown himself out. The same or way that. had like a major, a major, like I know he's had some surgeries and, and stuff yeah. like that, but like 
meniscus. He's never had anything right, like nothing Derrick Rose like, because I think that that's how. I mean, him and Derrick Rose were both pretty similar. Yeah. Um, with their play styles, and Derrick Rose just got a little bit unluckier. Definitely, and luck is a big factor with injuries. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, a player similar to those two guys you just listed in terms of play style that I'm a little worried about is uh, John Morant. Yes. He's been amazing this year, but he's flirting with disaster a few times on these drives. And he just, yes. just reckless abandon, as they say, as he just goes in there. But I guess when you're 170 pounds like he is, I think he's the lightest guy in the league. So maybe he's like he wants to dunk foul. on every center. And it's just like, my guy, you're still 6'2". Yeah, take take a breather. We you can get that in year three. Let's let's worry about chilling for a little bit here. Like Kyrie looks nasty when he goes up and under. Like you can do that too. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, Kyrie's never been an above the rim kind of guy anyway. Mm-hmm. But I remember a few years back when he got hurt in the finals with that broken kneecap in 2015. Yeah. He like changed his game and said, "I'm just gonna never jump, basically, just to avoid injuries like that." And I guess it really hasn't worked for him because he still has these nagging other injuries. Like yeah, he's kind of made a glass, but like back spasm. I don't know if he is or <laughs> if it's just like you know he just wants to take a game off and it's game twelve. And this year with the Nets, it's different because they know this isn't the year. They got to wait for Kevin Durant, right? Anyway, so they might as well just keep some. So like, on what's your game tires. plan? Like, yeah, like what's your game plan if you're the Nets and you know. Like, I mean, you can compete. You can be a little bit competitive because you still do have like a solid, you've got some solid core pieces and then you've got at least one uh, kind of all-star superstar. And then, you know, you're waiting for Kevin Durant to come back. So like what, I mean, what's your game plan? Um, honestly, if I'm the GM of the Nets, I just kind of just do it the same way they are now. If we make the playoffs, that's great. If we don't, Maybe they end up in the late lottery and you get lucky. I mean, we saw the Pelicans win the lottery. Mm-hmm. But I, I really don't think the Nets can do wrong this year so long as Kyrie finishes the season without a major injury. I was going to say just keep everybody healthy probably as a, a yeah. definite team goal. Yeah, I think they're still missing a few pieces even when Kevin Durant comes back because uh, we really don't know what percentage he's going to be at. But mm-hmm. eight, 80% Kevin Durant is still better than most of the league. So. Yeah. I think he covers up a lot of issues too. Like you said, you know, they might be missing a few pieces, but I mean, some of those Thunder teams weren't remarkable, but you had a guy like Kevin Durant and Russ um, that covered up a lot of flaws, I think. No um, question. Just by being themselves. I mean, just by Kevin Durant being, you know, top three player in the NBA for as long as he was. Yeah. And it makes sense, right? I mean, the guys that play the most minutes are. You know, the ones that matter. And if mm-hmm. you're missing that guy, you're not going to really miss a guy who comes out for nine to 15 minutes a game. It's just, he doesn't affect the game the same way. Right. So um, we talked about Luca being MVP, and I kind of want to get back to that a little bit. Uh, or sorry, being in the MVP conversation. Um, I saw a post today on Instagram. And. Two of the, I mean, I would argue top three, top five MVP candidates through 12, 13 games right now are LeBron and Luka. Agreed. And this Instagram post said that Luka would be the youngest player ever to win MVP. And right. LeBron would be the oldest player ever to win MVP. So my question for you is, which one is more likely and why? Wow. 
That's a great question. More likely, I would say definitely LeBron. Okay. I think that team wins more games in the long run. I think the Lakers really look like they're trying to get the one seed in the West, so that helps a ton. I think LeBron is making a an effort just to show people he can to lead the league in assists this season. And as of right now, he is averaging over 25 points a game, which I think is, aside from Steve Nash, that's an MVP threshold. I think Steph was 23.7 when he won his. But we won't get into that because I'm still frustrated about that one. Um, yeah, I just think the voters are more likely to give it give to the it better to team. Guy. Yeah. So what if LeBron – I mean, the only reason – I guess that I would have to doubt that LeBron has a better chance is the fact that he's got Anthony Davis on his team. Um, Valid point. Because if, like, if Anthony Davis averages like, like twenty-seven and twelve, um, and then LeBron averages like twenty-four and eleven and a half, and they're the one seed, like, who? I mean, who do you pick? I mean, because I mean, I know that both of us are picking LeBron because is Anthony Davis a one seed? And I mean, he's probably averaging the 27 and 12 without LeBron, but is he playing on a team that's the one seed without LeBron? Probably not. Definitely not. Um, He tried. Yeah. But LeBron without Anthony Davis, I think has a better shot of maybe not being the one seed, but at least being in position to um, be in the playoffs and make a run because we've seen that in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. He's just affects the, vo- the game. But the voters might say, I want the guy that scored that scored more this season because that just seems like it's a I mean, that's just a thing sometimes, right? Yeah, it's very it's an offense heavy league now. More than it no, nah, I can't say more than there has been because there were some messy final <laughs> scores back in the eighties. Yeah. Um, but we won't count that. But like I mean, you see with James Harden who's averaging almost forty a night. Are they really going to be able to give it to someone who's not averaging 40? Right. If it's LeBron so, specifically, who's only down in the 25 range? Yeah. I've got – so we saw another Instagram post today that was actually sent to us via the DMs. Somebody slid in. <laughs> um, Kinky. Yeah, but it was Jalen Rose making a comment that he thinks that James Harden is going to score – uh, 98 points, specifically 98 points in a single game this season. Mm. Um, I think we're both going to disagree with that, but what do you think his highest point total will be this season? Oh, this season, I think he'll go over the 65 mark. Uh, 70 is so hard to get to, but like. I mean, he shot the other night. He shot forty-one times, only 22 made twenty-two threes. Only made sixteen of his forty-one <laughs> shots. So you think if maybe he has a hot night and he ends up shooting thirty for forty-five, which is disgusting to think about, and he's already shooting fourteen free throws a game. So let's say he gets to the line and shoots twenty free throws. It's, I mean, the way he's chucking it this year, it's within the realm of possibility. But I think an over/under of sixty-five <laughs> would be a very good one to set. Yeah, I was going to make a bold prediction and say that he tries to go for Kobe's 81. Mm. It does Um, feel like that kind of year, doesn't it? It really does. And I just think that, I mean, you kind of talked about it there statistically with his last game. You know, 
he really could. I mean, I could see one of those nights where he maybe, you know, is on fire from three, but also finds a way to make it to the line 20 times and goes 19 for 20. Yeah. Um, and maybe hits like, you know, nine, 10 threes. And you're just like, okay, Harden's got 75 points. Wow. Um, might be a night Russ like sits out or something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to have to take because but, you, you know he's going to want to shoot too, or at least hold the basketball. Yeah. So, um, but it wasn't excited. that long ago that we saw wasn't that long ago that we saw Devin Booker score seventy, and Devin I didn't Booker I, scored seventy. Yeah, I really he, didn't think did, I would see that happen again. And he shot. He shot what was it like twenty seven free throws or twenty five yeah, free like throws? Twenty seven for thirty two, something in that range. Yeah. So, but, I mean, you got to get. It sounds like a lot of those games are getting points when their clock is stopped. Yeah, um, that's it's definitely that a benefit there. Um, but you know, the NBA season is in full swing. We're both very excited to be thirteen full games in. You can kind of see, you know, obviously nothing set in stone, but you kind of can picture like how teams are going to be this year um, just through 13 games. And then obviously you get players back like the Clippers getting Paul George back that are going to change, um, you know, the landscape overall. Um, Definitely. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm trying to convince myself to not want them to fast forward to the playoffs because regular season basketball can still be fun, but this is going to be one heck of a playoffs, especially in the Western conference. So, yeah, I will. And I really hope that, you know, everybody that makes it in finds their way there healthy, because I think that it's just as a basketball fan, it's just so sad when you see, you know, good players getting injured, um, unless you're, of course, on the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah, they they deserve what's what's happened to them now. But... Two and 11. <laughs> yeah. Worst record in the league right now. Gotta love it. No Even worse than the Cavs, sense, but no full offense. <laughs> so let's get into our pick a minute. We both had a, a pretty good week, buddy. You're it, you're well over hey, the 500 mark now. Hey, hey, I told you don't call it a comeback, but feel free to call it a comeback now because I'm only eight picks ahead, behind you. You are only eight. That's nuts because I mean we do have what is it six weeks? So the records last week were um, knotted at 13 and two apiece. So if you put money on our picks last week, hopefully you didn't parlay them because <laughs> the two would have bit you right in the behind. We'll send us your money instead. Yeah. So that pushes uh, my record to 91 and 54 and midday creeping up ever so closely, kind of like a scary movie, um, 83 mm. to 62. Oh, yeah. You can hear the Jaws music already. Yeah. I'm kind of scared. I just turned around to see if you were behind me, but you weren't. We are in different cities, unfortunately. Different states. I different moved. States of mind. <laughs> different states of matter. I'm liquid. You're solid. I don't know. We're off on a tangent again. Here I, I go. <laughs> so let's begin with the Thursday night game. Um, Thursday night game is going to be at 820 on Fox. Brought to you by Geico. Attempt at an ESPN advertisement. <laughs> EA Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> so the Indianapolis Colts are taking on the Houston Texans in Houston. Mede, who you like? 
I like the team who didn't just lose their starting running back, which would be the Colts and Marlon Mack. So I'm going to take the Texans, even though they got rolled, absolutely rolled last week to Lamar Jackson. But I think yeah. they get back on track. Yeah, thought that was going to be a better game. Wasn't. So, um, I mean, it. the, the Colts are a good team, though. The Colts are it's so just, weird this year. They really I, I are. have no clue how to predict them. They lost Andrew Luck. Jacoby Brissett's in. He's kind of okay. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's been hurt a while. They don't really have any kind of like defense that I can think of. I don't know. It's just such a weird year for the Colts. It is. Um, I'm going to take the positive weird and say that they win this one in Houston. So the next game, starting our one o'clock Sunday games, we got the Broncos coming off a uh, a bad game. They were leading the the Vikings. I think it was twenty one to nine, um, and let them storm all the way back and let Kirk Cousins throw three fourth quarter touchdown passes. We love it um, to give the Vikings the win. Um, but yeah, Denver is in Buffalo taking on the Bills. Who the Bills are like firmly in the playoff picture right now. I think that they are um, seven and three. Yep. So very intriguing. Um, But I think like this will be a good game because both of these teams have good defenses and kind of bad offenses. Accurate. Yeah. I want no part of watching this football game (laughs) because I think the bills are just, not good. I mean, the Browns beat them, so what else can you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I'm taking the Broncos in this one on the road. Who, who knows how much it's going to be snowing in Buffalo because it's about True. that time of year. So um, I think I'm going to go with the Bills here um, because I think that having Josh Allen is better than having Brandon Allen. Ooh, this is the Allen Bowl. I didn't yeah, realize the that. Allen Bowl. Um. So I just think that, I mean, although I don't think Josh Allen is by any means like a franchise quarterback yet, uh, he does do a decent job of taking care of the ball. I don't think he has a pick in his last four games. Wow. Um, But he runs the ball well. Uh, The Bills as a whole run the ball well. Um, And he can find his playmakers like Devin Singletary, John Brown, Cole Beasley. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go with – the bills here how about that we picked opposite team i know this is going to be the week that that you know decides the the standings probably you're either going to pull away or i'm going to be nipping at the heels yeah another another tough one we've got the giants going to chicago to take on the bears both of these teams kind of struggling (laughs) Uh, the giants i think a little bit more expectedly though than the bears who still can't figure out what the hell to do with Mitch Trubisky, probably just go ahead and send him back to Cleveland, Ohio, uh, not to the Browns, not to the Browns. Yes. Yeah, no, thank go you. Back to high school. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm still probably going to go with the bears here because it's in Chicago. Um, their defense is still pretty good. I think it's just overshadowed by the lack of offense. I mean, when you go three and out on defense and you've got a good stop and then your offense just like gives the ball right back to your opponents after another three and out, it's like, it's tough for you to be that efficient. I think and that good when you don't get much of a break. Um, so I'm going to go with the bears here though at home. Yeah. I'm actually going to agree for the first time on this one. I'm taking the bears 
we might see Chase Daniel start this game, and the Bears might lie to us and say Trubisky's hurt, which he definitely was not hurt when they benched him last week. But, yeah, I think Saquon is still questionable, although he's saying he's going to play. So if he doesn't play, then I definitely wouldn't touch the Giants. But I'll take the Bears this week. The Steelers are going into Cincinnati. Or coming to, uh, well, I almost said coming to Cleveland. Coming to Ohio to take on the Bengals. Neutral um, field in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers uh, are going to probably be without Juju. I think that was a for sure Oh, um, that he got ruled out. Or maybe he's still questionable in concussion protocol. But I think that... Um, he looks less likely to pay to play maybe than James Conner, who can't seem to stay healthy for one game this season. Yeah, my gosh. Um, so, I mean, if you're missing both of them, like what are the Steelers going to do on offense? Even against the Bengals, I still don't know what they can accomplish. I mean, Mason Rudolph still is trying to get the dent out of his head. Like they, they can't run the ball still. This one's tough because it is in Cincinnati, and I do I don't think the Bengals are going to go completely defeated this year i think they're going to sneak a win somewhere that would be kind of huge if this was the week that they did it can then the steelers you know drop one browns hopefully gain one <sighs> man i'm you're grinding I'm go, on this one yeah i'm gonna go with the steelers <sighs> reluctantly picks the steelers over yeah the i don't want to see any part of this game no highlights nothing i don't give a rats <laughs> a, i don't give a ratatouille about this Ooh. game Anyone can cook. Uh, I'm just throwing movie references for no reason. Unreal. Um, ah, this is a game I just don't care. I just don't care. Can I pick don't care? No. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pick the Bengals simply because of how you Love mentioned it. how it would help the Browns. So I guess go Bengals. Hooday Nation. Hooday baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bengals for the win. Yeah. So the next game, midday. What is it? The game of the week. The game of the week. The Dolphins are coming to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Um, as I mentioned before the podcast to you, Mede, the Browns, we seem like that team that we're going to beat the bad teams. And then the teams that are at least decent um, are going to give us some issues just because of our youth, um, you know, coaching and on the actual team. Mm. Uh, first game without Miles Garrett. Um, he will be in anger management for this one. <laughs> Has it been long enough? Can I laugh at the whole thing? I think it's I think we can laugh. Yeah, I, I think, think we can laugh. So funny. I he just tomahawked watched, him with his own helmet. <laughs> I just, I just watched a highlight of this again, and the more I watch it, the more it just baffles me at what mason rudolph was thinking and again i'm not yeah i'm not blaming him because what miles garrett did was inexcusable and he should not have swung a helmet at another player's open you know <laughs> skull but why when you get your helmet absolutely just dragged off of your face do you get up and charge a man that is twice your size who still has your helmet in his hand still has his helmet in his hand i just did like I mean, he like he looked like a little brat that like just his mom took his toy from him. See, I was gonna mention this, and I know I'm not the first person to say this. I saw this on Twitter, but he does really give off that "my dad's rich, you'll hear from my lawyer" kind of vibe. Yes. So he's like, 
on his way to yes. his ski club trip or something, and he's drinking out of his Voss water bottle. <laughs> yeah, like he's the kind of kid. Yeah, like he's the kind of kid that like you know you're in middle school and you walk up and he's got like all the nice clothes on and he's got like the gel in his hair that's like flowed over and uh-huh. he walks up to like you know, the, the kid that's sitting by himself with like uh, the glasses and he's got like a lunch pail that's like, you know, got like grapes in it and that's it. And he just like takes his grapes and just like smushes them and then looks at the kid and just goes, ha ha. That was oddly specific, Sam. Are you okay? Yeah, I just, (laughs) I did not, that is not from a personal experience. (laughs) I swear to it God. sure sounded like it. Wow. No, it's not. I swear to God. I didn't. Yeah. I never had grapes at lunch. Oh, my gosh. Lost when in was... the fray with that whole Brown Steelers game. Yeah. Terrible Mason Rudolph was. So even if he does play with his brain half smushed. <laughs> half smushed. I think that he might have the Steelers logo actually on his brain. I hope so. Get it tattooed. <laughs> wow, no, it's not tattooed. It's just an imprint. Dolphins are taking on the Browns in Cleveland. Um, yeah, we didn't pick that game yet. I forgot. Yeah, I think this one might be the one that does it for me. Browns by 150. Oh, my goodness. At least do it. Oh, re- my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a lot of references today. Yeah, Browns by 100. Maybe Just 100? Oh, maybe two. Okay. All right. Fins up. So, I will be at this game. Oh. Yeah. A correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> On site correspondent. Indeed. So I will tell you all the things. We've got our shoot the shot correspondent on the field, Michelle Tafoya. Michelle. Guys, it's cold <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Lake Effect is real, people. It's a real thing. Mason Rudolph just tried to bite his own ear. We're not really sure if he's feeling okay. <laughs> so Buccaneers are going to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons kind of hot right now. Um, I'm going to stick with them. I picked them last week. I'm going with the Falcons again in this one. <sighs> yeah, I don't want to think about this too much because Jameis might throw a pick if I take too long. Uh, I'm going to pick yeah. the Falcons as well because they're just trying not to get their coach fired, it looks like. Over, under... Two and a half picks. I'm taking the over. Over? Nice. Good job, Jameis. Just throw one touchdown to Chris Godwin. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, nobody cares about your fantasy team. No one cares about your <laughs> fantasy team. The Panthers are going to New Orleans to take on the Saints, who are marching in. Yep, New Orleans. No big deal. Yeah, the Saints are going to win this game by a lot. But special shout out to Mike Thomas, who's going to obliterate the all-time record for catches in a season, it looks like. He's a stud. He's been incredible, hasn't he? Yeah. I yeah. I and don't even know how to describe it, but you know I don't remember him being yeah, go ahead Ohio and say State that. University. I don't remember him being that good. At Ohio State? Yeah, but I guess he's getting a lot more targets now. Oh, yeah, he was good there, too. Don't you worry. He was good, but not 94 catches in 10 games. Well, no, yeah. 11 I mean, games, 10 games. College more. is just a different game. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. The Seahawks are going to Philly to take on the Eagles. Eagles kind of played the Patriots tough. Um, they did play them tougher in the Super Bowl, but that doesn't matter anymore. 
like I still like the Eagles and I still want them to win, but Russell Wilson is just amazing. And I think he was on the bye last week and everybody was just, you know, in awe of Lamar. And I think Russell Wilson's going to come out and do some things to Philly that haven't been done since Meek Mill was in prison. <laughs> wow. Um, good one. Yeah. I don't know what that was referring to, but yeah, um, the Seahawks are going to win. Hold up. Wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. Um, yeah, I'm picking the Seahawks too, even though I don't think they're quite as good a team as Russell Wilson is carrying them to be. No, but I just don't. The Eagles cannot score. They don't have any receivers. Right. Ertz, and Ertz like, is having a down year. I mean, Carson Wentz is throwing like we just saw. He's got like what three, like four or five games with under 200 yards passing. Yeah, we were just looking at that before we hit record, and he's been underwhelming to say the least. The Lions are going to Washington, D.C. to take on the Redskins. Uh, I think even with Jeff Driscoll, the Lions are going to win this one just because the Redskins are just bad, man. Yeah, just they are. not good. And so I'm picking the Lions, and I'm not going to think too much about it. Yeah, the only thing I want to say about this game is... Uh, I hope Matt Stafford gets healthy because I really like Matt Stafford. Yes. Uh, but Driscoll did play pretty solid last week. Um, so, yeah, I'm picking the Lions as well. He did. And our last 1 o'clock game, we got the Raiders going to New York to take on the Jets. You know, the Jets are trying to fool everybody, I think, with – is it two wins in a row they've got? Maybe it's I, one. I think so. It might be two. But I think that they're trying to fool everybody, and I don't think it's going to work. So I'm going to take the Raiders. Uh, I'm also taking the Raiders. Special shout-out to Captain Mono, Sam Darnold, for playing pretty well the last two weeks, though. And that's all you get. (laughs) That's all you get. Okay, so the 405 game. uh, We got the Jaguars going to – oh, my God, what a boring game. (laughs) To Nashville to take on the Titans. Yikes. This one's going to be who can have more carries, Derrick Henry or Leonard Fournette, because I don't want either team throwing the ball, I don't think. Um, not taking anything away from Nick Foles. He's a great guy. He loves God. Uh, but True. I don't think he is that good. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl and has somehow continued to get contracts. Um, um, and they pissed me off last week because they ruined our chance at a uh, perfect pick yeah, I really but, just like I don't know who to pick because I really want to say a tie, but I know that that'll be kind of like bad. A, if you pick a tie, you win the pick them. If you correctly uh, predict the tie, no, they're I'm, not going to tie. I'm, I'm taking the taking, Titans. I'm taking the Titans too. I was just going to say that. Uh, yeah. Really, in terms of playoff positioning, it doesn't really matter because they both hurt us. Whoever <laughs> wins, because they're. The Jaguars, I think, have the same record as us right now. The Browns. Damn. We're us. I'm on the team. We are on the team. Haven't you ever but been to Cleveland? Everybody's on the Browns. I have. You know, here's my thought really quick, and this is going to be super fast. I think that they should sell the Browns to the city of Cleveland and just let everything that happens Do it like be the involved Packers? in a Twitter vote. A Twitter vote. I think the Packers are technically owned by the city yeah. of Green Bay, aren't they? I think they are too. So, I'm sure we're we're a similar type blue collar city. We could probably yeah. 
we could swing that. I really don't think Mr. Haslam wants to sell, though. No, and also, here's the thing. We've got way too many lunatics that would just start firing head coaches after one game. <laughs> you imagine a Twitter poll. Where is our <laughs> next head coach? <laughs> oh, my we God. We would try to hire, to- like... Yeah, we would try to hire like something, someone stupid, like a high school JV coach that's just like won his first JV game. Hey, that yeah. guy's pretty good. Let's get him on the Browns. <laughs> I really Somebody like the quintuple option. The uh, Cowboys Patriots game will be interesting. That's of the 425 game. Um, that is in Gillette Stadium. Um, Dak Prescott has been looking pretty good the last couple games, throwing for over so 300 good. in both of them, but he hasn't played the best defense in the league, which is the Patriots. Um, so I think he slows down a little bit, and I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yep. Um, Patriots did not look great on offense last week against the Eagles, even though they pulled out the win. Tom Brady expressed his frustration with that. And they get their starting left tackle back, I think. Maybe right tackle? Not sure. Um, but yeah, center I'm picking tackle. the uh, I'm center tackle. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick the Patriots because I think it's stupid to not pick them when they win 12 games every year. So I'll yeah. be right most of the time. Right. Um, so the 820 game, the Sunday night game, is a good one. We've got the Packers uh, going to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Packers coming off a bye which might help them as it helped the Seahawks who previously beat the unbeaten 49ers on Monday night football two weeks ago. I'm very, this is a very tough pick because Aaron Rodgers is very similar to Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. (laughs) (laughs) They always, they both have the ball. Yeah. Can we just think about how like that comparison would, just not make sense because Russell Westbrook is just insanely athletic and Aaron Rodgers is just like white. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always mix that up because Russell Westbrook and Russell Wilson have the same initials and in their Russell first name. Wilson, Russell yeah. Wilson. So anyways, back on track, Aaron Rodgers is like Russell Wilson in that he's very mobile in the pocket. He evades lots of sacks pretty well. Oh, I just like, I think I'm going to go with the Packers here. I am agreeing with you. I'm taking the Packers. I think the Seahawks showed that all you got to do to beat the Niners is stop that run, and Jimmy G will not beat you. Uh, so I'm taking yeah. the Packers. Better quarterback, better game, better team. Yeah, and then Monday night we've got the Ravens taking on the Rams in L.A. I had to think about that one because I almost said St. Louis. Flashback. Yikes. Uh, I'm going to take in the Ravens as reluctant as I am about it because I just, I mean, at this point, the Browns aren't catching them. And that's fine. We're going for a wild card spot. Very true. We really don't have a shot at the division, as you already said. And the Rams are, even though they beat the Bears last week, they looked terrible still. Their offense is stalling. Um, Maybe Sean McVay's not a genius, but we'll see. I'm also picking the Ravens. Lamar Jackson for MVP. So that wraps up our pick'em. Uh, hope to God Midday doesn't catch me this week, but we did pick a lot of the same stuff. So yeah, I think you're clear for at least one more week. At least one more week. I can feel you breathing on my. Oh my God, that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> so getting into our 
famously, worldwide famously known, Caliente Cinco. Ay, ay, ay. ¿Quieres bailar? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. It's from High School Musical, I think. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. All right. <laughs> so, our Caliente Cinco today is our NBA MVP candidates through the first five weeks. Since we talked about NBA today, we wanted to give you guys a little bit of balls. Ballers. My bad. So, starting at number five, we are going to talk about Kyrie Irving, who has been tearing it up this year. Um, arguably his best season to date, I'd say, averaging 28.5 points per game, uh, 7.2 assists, which might be a career high so far, and 5.4 rebounds a game. So, uh, leading the Brooklyn Nets, obviously, without Kevin Durant so far. Um, he's definitely got a legitimate shot if he can stay healthy all year, midday. And, um, of course, if Brooklyn you know, can find themselves into being a, a top-five seed in the East, especially since the East is a lot weaker. But uh, mm. that's uh, number five, Kyrie. <sighs> yes, we'll always love Kyrie for what he did for us in 2016. There's no doubt. But... Coming in, scorching at number four. <laughs> we haven't talked about him enough, so we're going to talk about him a little bit more again, is Luka Doncic. Caliente Cinco. We have two foreigners in the top ten. Top five. Top ten. Say it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Luka Doncic sits at our four spot. We already talked about how he's an MVP candidate, so we're throwing him in our top five. Luka averaging that 30, 10, and 10 approximately. Absolutely killing it for the eight and five Dallas Mavericks. And I really don't see any sign of him showing down. So yeah, he takes our four spot. And coming in at n- 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 number three, <laughs> we've got James Edward Harden Jr. Is any of that correct? Oh, it is. Really? He's an American. Oh yeah. And he's an American professional basketball player for the Houston Rockets of the National Basketball Association. Today he played college basketball for <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> so we mentioned James Harden almost averaging that 40 points a game. He's at 39.2, uh, shooting 34% from the clip, um, 7.6 <laughs> assists a game, 5.7 rebounds a game. Harden playing a little bit of defense this year with the 1.6 assists and 0.6 blocks, getting a pinky mm-hmm. on some of those blocks, um, getting that 0.6 in there. But uh, leading the Rockets to an 11-3 and mark right now, that's good for second in the Western Conference. So James Harden, you know, I'm very confused because I feel like if he scores 45 a game, he still wouldn't get the MVP this year, and it's kind of <laughs> sad. <laughs> the, the voter fatigue is a yeah. real thing. So. But Harden, playing great this year. And speaking of voter fatigue, we have the king of voter fatigue at number two. It's the greatest living American LeBron James, <laughs> even though apparently he's a communist for China. No, he's no. not the greatest living American. That's Jesus Christ. Remember, <laughs> see last episode. You're right. You're right. You're right. See episode <laughs> 20 of STS. Yeah. Uh, wow, I just abbreviated it. Wow. Any whore, going into number two, <laughs> LeBron averaging 25 points a game, 11 assists, leading the league, somewhere around eight rebounds. He's just 
incredible. It continues to be incredible, even into the ripe old age of approaching 35 next month. He's just he's not going to stop slowing down, and I expect him to keep playing well into his mid to late 60s. Hopefully, <laughs> he outlives me on this planet because I just love him, and he takes the number two spot right now, MVP candidate. Yeah, so number one coming in hotter than a ghost pepper Ooh, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Pretty good pronunciation. Yeah, I had to try it. Um, I, I looked at his full name on Wikipedia and I was just like, I'm not even going to try it because I'll just throw up. Yeah, it's a lot of can I buy a vowels or <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, his name would Greek. be expensive to spell on Wheel of Fortune. My God, um, what a Scrabble word. Yeah. So he is averaging 30 points a game this season, shooting 58% from the field. A surprising 32% from the three-point range. I think that that might be good enough for him. Because you know, like a lot of people mention, like, you know, okay, when's Giannis going to start shooting? Like, if he can shoot in the low 30s, I think he's fine. I agree, and I think he's, he's becoming more and more confident with that shot and taking those shots. So yeah, look out. And Ben Simmons can see that and think, okay, maybe I can, you know, shoot the ball too. Um, but he's averaging 14 rebounds a game, which is definitely good for uh, top five in the league. I want to say he's around three, maybe two. Yeah. Um, and then he's also averaging the 6.2 assists a game, one and a half steals, one and a half blocks. He just does it all for the Milwaukee Bucks, who are in second place in the Eastern Conference at 10 and three. Um, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be right in that thick of uh, you know the Celtics and then the 76ers and, and potentially the Raptors for uh, you know winning that Eastern Conference crown and getting to lose in the finals. Yeah, you got to love what you're seeing from Giannis this year. It's it's incredible because he's eight feet tall and doesn't have to jump to dunk and plays angry all the time. He always does the the, the stank face after he dunks on somebody. Um, so yeah, he's yeah. been incredible. Yeah, but he was. Um, you know, apparently, but not not apparently. He he plays angry, but he's like one of the nicest guys ever off the court. So it's like, yeah, Milwaukee may have lucked out with him. I think he might stay with them. For, yeah, uh, at least another contract because he seems like the the LeBron perfect, effect, the perfect the LeBron superstar. Effect. But that about wraps it up for this episode of Shoot the Shot. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will catch y'all next week. Say bye, Mede. Adios, amigos.